third oldest in the United States, and then she was the oldest living, or I mean, to live to be 114 in um, Michigan. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week. Um, the weather is, well, it got really cold and then it got hot today in Michigan and then it got cold again. So it's kind of on and off. We're expecting snow on Friday, I believe. Cassie, how's the weather out there? Um, fairly nice. Um, it's been kind of sunny the past couple days. It's clouded over now, but it was really nice and sunny today. I spent the whole day reading and enjoying the sun. Good. Got your yard work done? Mm, I didn't do too much yard work this, today. Last time I talked to you, you were out in the yard all day. Yeah, not today. Just enjoying the sun. It was about, a lazy day. How about you, Jess? How's the weather there? Are you sleeping? I'm almost sleeping. But I won't fall asleep on camera. I know. <laughs> Who would do that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's cold today. It was cold and cloudy. And it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And it was supposed to be warm today. It was like supposed to get up to 52. And it's just It so did. Cold. I just think it was because it was so overcast today that it didn't feel yeah. like it. It was just briskly cold. I don't know. Maybe the, because of the ground unthawing or something, and then it was. Yeah. The well, it was just really cold. damp outside today too. Yeah, so. it was damp cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, those days, if you put a coat on, it was hot. If you took it off, you're cold, and it's like you just couldn't get to a happy medium. Yeah. Okay, let's get going this week. Um, Jesse, you got us some uh, fun facts from history. I got, yeah, history, unsolved mysteries. And then I also have, um, I got to read it off my phone. Um, I have from that website, it's the Reader's Digest website, oh. but um, yeah. it's the list of the 20, 125 facts. So I'm still kind of reading off of that. Um. The bumblebee bat is the world's smallest mammal. Did you? I didn't even know we had bumblebee bats, but it weighs in at 0 0.05 to 0 0.07 ounces, with its head-to-body length of 1.14 to 1.29 inches, in a wingspan of 5.1 to 5.7 inches. Wow! Um, yeah, so tiny and i mean um, it's tiny but the the wings are is actually pretty yeah the wingspan is pretty big and then the bumblebee bat also known as the kitty's hog nose bat is the smallest mammal in the world according to the guinness book of world records um to see this tiny bat for yourself you'd have to visit one of a select few limestone whoops my phone just went out limestone caves on the koinoi river in Kunabari province of the southwest Thailand. I don't know if I said any of those Tainuese words correctly. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's that's that little bit of it. But there you go. The tiniest little thing. The next two 
I have two from history's cal- history calendar of unexplained mysteries. So um, the first one is, um, are we living in a simulation? We've kind of talked about this before, but even among the wildest theories and suggestions produced by science over the past few decades, there's a relatively recent idea that is perhaps harder to grapple with than any others that are combined. A scientist named Nick Bostrom from the University of Oxford published a paper in 2003 arguing that there is a large chance, about 50%, that we are living in a simulation. Um, while the, uh, at first the theory was met with a healthy skepticism over time, an increasing number of experts have grown to hesitantly agree with Bostrom putting simply the idea is, is that one of three possibilities exist. Humans go extinct before possessing the technology to create such a stimulation or simulation, sorry. Or um, humans reach such a point and have no interest in doing so, or we are living in such a simulation already. So those are the three theories that are kind of going around okay. right now. I'm not really understanding what, what that means. So a scientist in 2003 published a, you know, made a publish, a, um, published a paper basically stating that he believes that we're living in a simulation. So we're living in, you know, and somebody else's AI, you know, creation, basically. Um, but then other, uh, other scientists have said that there's three points that, um, three possibilities that actually exist, that humans will go, ex- we're humans, we're living in our world that we live in right now, but our species will go extinct before we actually possess the technology to create and live in a simulation. Um, um, the option two that, or possibility two is that humans reach such a point to be able to have that technology and create it, but we have no interest in doing that. So we just don't do it. Or the third is third possibility is that we are already living in assimilation and we just don't realize it. But wouldn't it have to be our own? I couldn't be living in your simulation because then I wouldn't. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could all be in mine because it's really just in my own mind. Yeah. So it says many argue that so-called paradoxes in quantum uh, quantum physics could represent glitches in the simulation and that such a theory might explain several key mysteries about the nature of our universes our universe that we are yet to understand. Or, I mean, you hear all the time people saying, oh, there's a glitch in the matrix. Because maybe we're already living in a simulation. Right. There you go. But that's it, to me, it would have to be my my simulation. Maybe we're just yours. a I we're a video game for some higher person. There's a movie out, and I think we've talked about it before, but it really is a good movie. It's not so much the movie is good, but this the way they explained it made that make sense. Mm-hmm. Was it about a girl? Who jumped off a bridge, or she was going to jump off the bridge. I can't remember how it went, but her boyfriend was like really, really super smart, and he went to work for this corporation where they made, you know, prove this mm-hmm. theory. Um, does this sound familiar at all? No. 
Cassie would be the movie freak. I have I no idea. She's going to jump off the bridge, but then it's like. I'm thinking of the song, Tallahassee. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was a. Uh, it was really good. It was quantum quantum physics. And it really, the way the movie broke it out, it really, it's like, I got it when I watched the movie, what they, what we're talking about, you mm -hmm. know, but that, it was kind of good. Yeah. Haven't seen it. I don't. Yeah. So um, the last one that I have, the history unexplained mysteries calendar. Um, this is about the endless roar in space, like roar, like a lion. Mm -hmm. So, you like that? That's a tiger. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, <laughs> it has often been said in books and movies, um, and this is in parentheses, often bad ones, so that I don't know what that's supposed to mean, that in space, nobody can hear you scream. But in 2006, when scientists from NASA... Um, from NASA's Goddard Space Center um, began searching for distinct radio waves from cosmos, they were instead greeted by what they could only describe as a roar. Um, the signal, which was six times louder than anything that they had expected to find, was far too great to have been a result of radio emissions from other galaxies, and it was so loud that many experts worry that it will prevent them from hearing other signals by simply drowning them out. To date, despite extensive research on the source of where the roar is coming from, scientists are at a loss to explain it, only saying that it comes from all directions and is almost definitely the result of something that we have never seen before. And only time will tell if we will be able to manage to understand that roar the roar from space hmm. so doesn't yeah. it in your mind doesn't it kind of make sense that there would be a roar just from the moving of the that's what i that's kind of what i, I, what I like heard it explained as is, is it's literally just the sound of space as we move through it right right so you right. think it's just it's like a train, like it, it, right. you can hear a train passing. And so that's basically what we're hearing is like, like us moving through the galaxy. Right. right. And like when and a tornado hits, it sounds like a train. So it's just the roar of the yeah, planet yeah, going yeah. through. Space. It's all the movement and we don't have anything to really block it out. It's wide open space up there. Right. So. All the planets are moving. So right. it's all just them right. moving around in space. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, but okay. I think we, you know, because like it said in movies and books, you know, about space and space travel, it says that it's silent, you know, like you don't hear anything. Right. But I think that's why we have this perception of there's nothing, you know, like everything's sp spread out, like you just don't hear anything. But in reality, I agree. I think it's just all the movements of everything and everything's traveling so fast. Uh, it's just the, the speed of sound catching up right hmm. that's all i have those that's are my guests for the day awesome. that's all you got yes how about you got a song for us this week i got a song for us this week um this week's song is uh come on eileen by dexie's midnight runners mm -hmm. heard of it maybe yes maybe <laughs> 
Um, so it's a very, very um, high tempo song, I guess I should say. Like, it, you know, you hear it a lot at like parties and dances and stuff like that. People will go out and dance to it. Um, it famously was put in um, the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people first heard it there. Um, and it's the first few times you listen to it because it's an, uh, an English band that has kind of like an Irish accent. I don't know if they're from Ireland, but they it says they're from England, so I'm not too sure. But they have very thick accents, and so it's very hard to hear the lyrics. Um, but the lyrics are basically talking the the singer is basically trying to get this girl that he's either dating or interested in to have sex with him and the whole song is about come on Eileen you know what I mean you know and so it's the whole song is basically him trying to convince a girl to have sex with him um while also talking about how a happy ending at, in the song. well that's the thing is that it's the whole it's the whole song is about how they're young and how the man's um, the 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 singer, you know, is com- trying to convince the girl that they should, you know, a, a have sex, but like b be in a relationship, um, while basically everyone around them in this small little town is falling apart, and how everyone is so sad and so overworked, um, but they're not going to end up like that because they're just going to be together and they're going to be happy, and so it's nope. kind of this, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of this like, uh, kind of a, you know a, a simulation of he thinks that everything's going to be okay just because they have sex together. Um, but in reality, they're does, probably just going to end up like it. everyone around them. He's just, mm-hmm. yeah. he just trying to get it. Yeah. And he's, and that's literally the whole song is it's, there's um, lyrics in the song that are just um, you in that dress. My thoughts, I must confess are dirty. <laughs> so oh. it's literally him just literally horny. And that like, that only thing he can think of is to get this girl to have sex with him kind of sad sometimes it makes me feel better but for a minute and then reality has to set back in and that's the worst part i mean i knew your mom when all of her polka dots were the same size <laughs> <laughs> um for the listeners my mom is wearing a dress with polka dots or i don't know if it's a dress or a shirt it's and a shirt on both shirt. sides, there's different sizes. <laughs> One size, there's small polka dots, and the other size is all large polka dots. That's not large an innuendo. Shallow-minded. So that's the song for the week. I love this song. I have it on all the time, but now that I actually know the words and the lyrics, I'm like, oh, okay. Stop listening to it. Maybe not. Because it's Maybe not worth not. it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Well, well it, I, I promise you, I promise you, you'll hear it at here. every party you go to now. Anytime you go out to an event, they will play this song, and you'd be like, "Oh, now I know what they're, the they're song, talking about." Does he ever convince her? I mean, is there a happy ending to the song? No, I don't think so. The whole song is literally the last chorus is the, the same. It's the main chorus of "Come on, Eileen, you know what I mean." In this moment, you mean everything. Um, and then there's like one final verse where. It, I think it's him trying to basically convince her one final attempt to basically convince her by saying like, even if all your beauty goes away. Um, but that's the last thing he says. Like he never says like, I'll still be with you. He just says, even if your beauty goes away and then the song ends. Yeah. So he just wanted what he wanted and then he was going to boot her out just like all men. Yeah, probably. Probably. Sure. 
she maybe could be into it too. It well, no, we'll both. never know. It can, it can be <laughs> good for both people. <laughs> sure. I don't know. That doesn't sound like such a terrible song. Maybe I'm just not thinking about it right. Okay. Hmm. Anyways, with my daughters. <laughs> um, anyways, please, everybody, don't forget to hit that like button. Share us with your friends and um, subscribe to our channel. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. Okay. All right. Um, hey, bo hey before something? before we yes. get into our story this week, I want to real quick, this might turn into a big conversation, like a bigger conversation, but That's you okay. know we had an issue with Odin's dinosaur at our house, right? No. No. But the video Which, I sent you guys. So oh, for oh, our okay. listeners, we didn't share it on the podcast, but for our listeners, oh, we had one of Odin's dinosaur ago. toys was sitting out on our ottoman for at least 12 yes. hours by itself and then all of a sudden fell over um unexpectedly without and you know uh, we don't know what happened so that happened i'll have over. to get the video and share it so people could yeah, see it. You should. we do have it on video um it happened again so yeah the um same, this the same dinosaur or a different one? it was a different dinosaur in his bedroom it fell off of his shelf after like staying there all night, like it just fell off of his shelf. It's not a good video because like how we have his camera in his room, it's like you didn't, you can't see where that shelf is. So you just see it fall off the shelf. And then yesterday after he got out of the shower, he was in the shower and he's like, who is that guy over there? And the, with glasses on. Yeah. And we never really got a good answer. He just kept asking who that person was. So I can see why he won't speak by himself. So there's an update at our house. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you this. Your renovations that you're doing in downstairs, are they done? No. Yes. Well, for yes, for now, but no, they're not. But yes, for what we need right now. Yeah. It still looks the same. So, yeah, so we've had some activity. So this is, you know, our, our living room, and it is messy. But this dinosaur right here is the one that fell over. And I had just set it there exactly like it is right now at, like, 9 o'clock the night before. This happened at, like, you can see the time stamp down here in the corner. It's at, like, 1 o'clock the next afternoon. So over 12 hours later, and my husband was home alone, and the dinosaur just, like, falls over by itself. Uh, and don't forget, he heard a loud crash. So he yeah, he, well, yeah, he heard the crash. dinosaur fall over. He So, like, it just fell over right there. And then you could see he, like, my husband will come out because he was in his in our office area. And he finally out. get to see Matt. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like looking around because he couldn't figure out what it was. And he pulled his phone out and he was immediately texting me like something just fell. It was a loud crash. I can't figure it out what it was. There's that dinosaur is not going to make a falling on the carpet. And you can right. See it's that. not going to make a loud crash. And this dinosaur makes noise. It, like loud it, roaring noises. You know, dinosaur noises. And did not make a sound. Besides falling on the ground. You know. So... Yeah, and like the, the video footage is very grainy. As you can see, 
And we went back and like, this was the only time that it was actually grainy. And then like it cleared back up and we tried to figure out what was going on because we're like, oh, it's on this ottoman. It's not stable. There it goes again. You know, like, was it a car that went by? We can't figure it out. And, but we have a ring doorbell and we went and looked at the exact, nothing was picked up on our ring doorbell outside. So no cars went by. You can hear trains that like we live by a railroad track. You can hear them. Sometimes they shake the house a little bit, but you, you can hear them on the videos too. No, no trains went by. So we can't figure it out. We actually set this dinosaur back up on this ottoman later that night. And we were like jumping around the ottoman, like trying to shake the ottoman and it didn't move whatsoever. The dinosaur didn't move. So it's kind of, kind of nuts. And you're saying it happened again in your son's room. This one. Yeah. So this, it was a different dinosaur, but similar thing where like out of nowhere, a dinosaur after like 12 hours of being on a shelf, um, fell off of the shelf this one obviously you can kind of away. you can kind of hear it falling just there yeah and it's definitely not loud enough where someone would come in from another room to be like what the, no, what was that not, it's a, a toy falling on the carpeting it's not like falling yeah. from the ceiling it would not have made that loud of a crash noise Whoa. like down the hall yeah right well didn't you think matt thought it came from the kitchen yeah, he it's he said it sounded like it came from the kitchen. So, which our kitchen is, you know, on the other side, the side of that wall. wall. So, yeah. And you can see the orb in the corner of the mirror. Yeah, so it's like you can see movement in the mirror, which that's what like I'm like it has to be a car that went by because you can like see something and but, but you don't see the light change in the window where no, the light you don't is coming see it from. Over here, this is our bay window. You don't see anything there change. And we looked through our ring doorbell like footage and like at this exact same time. Can't find anything. Nothing drove by that same time. Um, but also, um, like I said, this video is like super grainy, but like any other time, it's like crystal clear. So it's like super weird. And this is the day that like Matt was like super creeped out. He felt like somebody was like following Watching. him around the house. So I don't know. George. Can't explain it. And this yeah, is when you started just... renovations in your basement. Well, this was where George lives. Uh, where we've all yeah actually yeah this was when we started moving some of odin's toys down to the basement and making like a toy room area in our basement yeah so and then yeah we just had this happen again within like the last week i can't remember exactly what day but it happened in odin's room and it was the same thing i heard we heard something fall and it was another dinosaur that fell off of his shelf and um yeah that's it and then yesterday last night odin was talking about seeing a person in our bedroom so there's, <laughs> there's the creepiness of our our life right now and it's almost like exactly two months from that first one which it said 125 yeah yeah i guess it's it didn't almost about exactly that, yeah. two months. Like almost two months yeah wow. <laughs> yep i don't know 
Like it's well the next time he brings up that guy, ask him what that guy's name is. Okay. I'll I will definitely do that because I do I mean I'm at a loss at this point. Say, so. Do you know do you know his name? It was just kind of creepy last night because well, he was, was asking like, who is that guy. So yeah, he well, and that's what, he. It was like out of the blue. Who is that? Who is that guy? And you know who's that guy wearing the glasses? You know, so it's like I don't that's, know. That's strange. Yeah. A little creepy. Little creepy. Yeah, little a, a lot. And it's creepy. just kind of you know like again, Dad. Like we moved into this house, you saw him. You know, pretty immediately, I, we've always kind of like felt something, especially down in the basement. But we've been in this house for 11 and a half years. And that's funny because I, I'm over there all the time and I never have any acknowledgement. I mean, how many times have I been in that basement? Yeah, but you're not in our basement a lot. And that's the thing. Like yes, most of it I has am. been in. Most most of it has been in our basement. That's where like I feel like somebody's watching me while I'm doing laundry and that kind of stuff. So, mm. and Odin had started going down there by himself, but like he doesn't stay down there very long. He doesn't like being down there by himself. So, mm. and all of this new stuff is up on our main floor. So, right, a little weird. That's pretty. Yeah, he's moved up. Well, yeah, you're in his space more. <laughs> right. <laughs> the damn toys are down there. <laughs> They're maybe, not he likes, maybe he likes the toys so much he's coming up also to doing what are these? Renovations more toys. right no we different. didn't really do renovations i mean i just set up like a an area for a toy room down. don't that's really know how to explain it that's and... pretty spooky i'd be moving out yeah no so, how about apparently yeah. whoever is with us likes to play with his dinosaurs because they keep right. knocking them over not hurting anything yeah. but no. when he said who is that guy over there in the glasses what room was he in it was in our bedroom because he was in our he was taking a shower in our bathroom and okay. it was on my side of the bed where i like my nightstand i have a bunch of books you know stacked up because i you know my reading list and so he was pointing over there and I'm like, who, like, who are you talking about? And he kept saying it. And then I got him out of the shower and I'm like, show me where this person is. And wh what are they, and we, well, what do they look like? And then he ended like, well, it's a fart head. So then we just kind of ended the conversation. <laughs> it was what? A fart head. A, a fart head. Oh. <laughs> well, so. that could mean he thinks he can't, like, a fart, you know, it was like a little puff of mm -hmm. air. Yeah. yeah. So, could be somebody he, he, say, he can see through. He did say it was somebody wearing glasses, which is new. I was waiting for him to say that he was wearing a hat or something, you know, but. Because he wears a hat. Yes. It's like a cowboy hat. Yeah. Right. Right. How do you know that? I've seen him. Me too. Yep. So we've, we've covered this before. I didn't yeah. realize it was a cowboy hat. I was I guess I was thinking of like a bolo hat. No, yeah. Like well yeah. I mean I guess an old cow like an old bolo hat kind of tips yeah. up a little bit and then like has that yeah. like bolo hat. line down. Well, it's kind of like an old man's cowboy hat. Like yeah. Cowboy yeah, it's not really a cowboy hat, but yeah. 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 Big rim hat. Yeah, right. I have not seen him. I don't want to see him. 
Yep. Get my baby. I, I saw him when you guys moved in. I well, we moved in, that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I we felt his presence. I don't think time. I've ever seen it. Yes. So Matt felt his presence was the first time when the dinosaur fell and he was home alone and he was freaked yeah. out. What did he say and about this time? This dinosaur, we were, I think I think we were all in our front like living room area and we heard something and and I knew it was in Odin's room. And then so I immediately went and I didn't save the video either. So I can't remember what day it was, but I immediately went and checked the, the footage and I saw a dinosaur fall off of his shelf. So yeah. Well, why didn't you and I had that? put it there the night before? So it was I think this was like earlier in like in the morning time, you know, like the next day, but I had picked up his room and put it away and put it there, you know, probably like nine o'clock at night the night before. And then this was probably like nine o'clock the next morning. So it's like, it, that's what it's really weird is that these dinosaurs, they were in that same position both times. So it's not like they were there and then they like fell over eventually. Like they were there for hours, like 12 hours at least. And before they fell over. So, huh. I mean, you guys saw the the one video, so I'll oh, have yeah. to like I'll okay. have to get it and show it. I've showed that to a few people, and they were really freaked out. Yeah, yeah, me Especially too. The glass, plus the glass when it got yeah. frosted yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, yeah. So there you go. Okay, there's my update on what's going on that. in our house. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to post that. Well, gee, you better have a good story to top that. Well, I I don't. I mean, but mine is a recap because um, just recently um, there was an article in the paper on March 5th um, about this. Um, is it the Madeline the McCann? The what? Madeline McCann? No, not okay. that one. Um, it's the recap on the bat um, the on the bath school bombing. Oh, and it's about yeah. the museum. Um, yeah, but yeah. A, a touch up base is in um, May 18th, 1927. Kehoe, which who was 55 years old, um, was a board school board treasurer, um, upset. Um, he was upset about the increase of taxes and his defeat um, in the April 5th, 1926 election for the town clerk. Um, he was thought by locals to have planned his murderous revenge after the public, public defeat. He had a reputation for difficulty um, on the school board and personal dealings. And he was noticed in June of 1926 that his mortgage going to be foreclosed for much of the next year until May 27th, Kehoe purchased explosives and secretly hid them on his property and under the school um, for people that didn't know about the um, thing, you can look it up, but this is just a, you know, a repeat of what we discussed back then. And at 8.45, Kehoe um, detonated um, the firebombs in his house first and um, everybody ran to his property to put out the fire and um, the neighbors all came running and found um, an, when they got in, after they put the fire out, they found armloads of explosives 
and Kehoe had left the burning house property. Um, and then when they come out, Kehoe had told them, um, he stopped in his truck and um, to tell them, stop fighting the fire, that they should go um, and get to the school and drove off. And um, at 8.30, school began in, in Bath. Um, and it went through, you know, all grades. Kehoe uh, had set an alarm to go off at 8.45 at the school building. And at that time when it went off, it looked like a war zone, killing 45 people and injuring dozens. Um, when Kehoe was summoned, um, when Kehoe arrived to the school, um, he had a smirk on his face and um, people passing him couldn't believe that he was smiling. Everybody had heard the, um, the bombs go off and ran to town because it was heard for miles and miles. Um, the, the people that had been injured and, and was there um, went to Sparrow Hospital, St. Lawrence and Lansing, um, different hospitals there in Lansing. Um, when Kehoe got to the school, he summoned for the superintendent um, hike and he detonated his truck, killing himself, um, the superintendent, um, a gentleman called Nelson McFarren and a retired far farmer who um, all went to the truck because they seen Kehoe and Hike fighting over um, what looked like a long gun. And so when um, they all, when Hike arrived and all of them arrived, um, Kehoe had uh, detonated another bomb to, and the explosion of his truck um, from that explosion of his truck, it had killed the little boy, the eight-year-old boy, and his name was um, Cleo Caton. And after he, um, he, it had killed him after he had escaped the first explosion that was in the school, he was wandering outside the building. And when the, when the explosion from the truck, um, he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, the wrong place at wrong time. So he was um, killed in the, with the explosion of the truck. Um, but the article that was in the paper is discussing um, the about a new museum going up or they're trying to get it going. Um, the oldest living survivor um, was uh, Irene Dunham and she died Sunday, May 2nd of 2022 living to be 114 years of age. Um, she was one of the um, oldest people in um, in the United States or in, in, in the world. Um, and then in the um, United States, um, the, one of the third, the third oldest in the United States. And then she was the oldest living or I mean, to live to be 114 in um, Michigan. Um, she ended up having two sons, a daughter, 19 grandchildren, and 39 great-grandchildren. Um, and this article was um, 
his name is um uh, let me see um it's her grandson um that went to the meetings and uh I'm trying to find out. Hold on just a second. Um Oh, Chris, Chris Hag, Hagerman um, is one of her surviving uh, sons, grandsons. Uh, I gotta make sure. I better not say that before I. Um, I was thinking that it was her. Um, he he was the grandson of the survivor. So um, she uh, or the the new school museum is being planned and organized hoping to have a building in place by may 18th of night uh 2027 um which will be the 100th anniversary of the oldest school attack in american history um he is hoping um, for the new building because the old one right now is um, in the middle school. Well, let me go back. Um, they they waited a couple years and then they rebuilt um, a school on the premises where the 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 bombing had taken place. And in the 70s, they destroyed that building. And then they built another um, school across the street. And then on the property where um, the, the park, it was um, the existing park is on the land that was named after um, the U.S. Senator James um, Guaz. I'm killing his name, but um, who uh, donated most or all of the money that rebuilt the school after the bombing and then it rebuilt and tore down in the 70s. The land became a park um, named after him, which housed the... Um, a gazebo along with the cupola that was on the existing school that was torn down or on, on the original um, bombing of the school. And then um, with this new museum that they're hoping um, it would, they're saying that it most likely will cost around $5 million. And um, one of the organizers for the new museum and the um, grandson, which is Chris, Hagerman of uh, probably it says a survivor. I'm assuming that it would be um, Irene, or it, it could be somebody else. I mean, it could be. It said one of the some of the survivors. There were other survivors that were in the school building that weren't killed, so it could be any survivor, um, which we don't know. I don't know who he is um to any uh, to the people that um Irene was just happened to be 
he she survived only because of the fact that she had um, a sore throat. She was a senior at that time, and she had stayed home with a sore throat when um, the bombing took place. And uh, she uh, she and her mother heard the bomb, and they lived probably about a mile outside of town. And they jumped in their vehicle and ran to the school. By the time they had gotten to the school, um, she says it looked like a war zone, and um, there was bodies everywhere. They were on telephone wires. They were um, on fencing. There was body parts everywhere. Um, she said it was very, uh, she was very distraught by it. Um, there was children um, underneath the roof of the, of the building that had collapsed. Um, I do have some pictures. Um, there's not a picture. Most of the, the new article that was um, printed in the Sunday paper um, is more for the new museum. But on the pictures, if you go on um, the website and look up bath bombing, you will see pictures of the school blown up and the roof was laying on quite a few children. Um, the ones that were bombed, that had gone to the hospital and survived. Um, they, like I said, they went to... Uh, the different hospitals. They talked mostly of St. Lawrence and um, and Sparrow. So um, with that being said, they, uh, they're trying to um, get the um, fundraisers uh, back, uh, well, Back um, when the first, when the bombing first took place, they had a, at the middle school, um, they had done, um, they had put a, uh, um, a collection and it had collected pennies from everywhere. Anybody that wanted to donate pennies and it, did a bronze uh, a bronze statue uh, um, and I guess that's placed in the museum with the new museum um, Mr. Hagerman is hoping to give more people reasons to come and enjoy the new park and learn about it and would um, they would have two centerpieces. And it would preserve the cupola, and then it would display the bronze statue that um, of a cat, a girl, and a cat, who was made by Carlton W. Eng Engel, um, and and students across the state donated pennies that were used to help pay for this statue, and it was on the. Um, survival community grieving efforts, including tens and thousands of cars that drove past the town in the memory of the students. So um, with this, with that fundraiser, um, people would come by and give donations. And that's what bought this, um, the bronze statue of the girl with a cat. And um, 
in Sunday's paper on March 20 or on March 5th, 2023, the article printed was about um, the project and the fundraiser um, of the new museum, hoping it would take place. It would be in place by May 18th of 2027, which is the anniversary of the deadliest um, attack in America. It would um, share artifacts of um, the school possessions. I don't know if I don't know if you can see this, mm. but it has clothing, um, school desks, um, lots of. Uh, um, that said uh, century old graduation photos. So I don't know if it was from way back before the bombing and then since the bombing, but it would have all of the artifacts that um, they could preserve that wasn't destroyed in the bombing. So desks and momentums. One one showed a, um, a uh, you know, it looked like a dress maybe um, that Irene had worn to school or at one time. Um, it doesn't say, I, I've i never been to the museum. I keep thinking I want to go and, um, and look at this museum. Plus there's a, uh, a plaque at, at the existing park at Comez um, Park. It's right across the street from where the explosion was. I think that they're trying to um, get the muse the museum that is displaying this stuff now out of the middle school because right now all of these artifacts are in the middle school. So they're trying to get a building built just for the museum to bring in people to um, maybe take the uh, cupola outside and put it in the museum. Um, to preserve it a little bit better. They do have a plaque or a sign um, that describes what's going on. And then there's a picture of the cupola. Um, they have- What is a cupola? You keep saying that. I don't know what that is. Well, it's a- we it's one a, on our garage. Remember on our garage, we had that? Yeah. It's like the top, it's like the pointy part it's of like the, the top of the building. Well, well yeah. This, this, one, like the weather being this one looks a bell, like a bell goes in it. Yeah. You ring the okay. bell. And then on top is a weather vane. Yeah, yes. okay, okay, okay. Well, this, this is the cupola that yeah, was there. up on top of the school. Yeah, that's the cupola. Yeah, this is the original cupola. Um, so it right now it sits, it sits in the park. With a bronze, with a um, with a bronze statue. Uh, well, not it, the statue is not there that that I know of. I think that the statue will be put um at the new museum if they get the new museum built. Right now, what they have is they have a display at the middle school that you can go see the artifacts, and the school staff will take you through explaining um about the pieces they have like a, a an old school bell that when the class probably got out of hand they rang it um they have old photos 
And like I said, they they have uh, graduation pictures of maybe the present and back to before the when and all of the people that had graduated after the bombing that would have graduated that were in that were in the building. And if the other 500 um, tons of uh, explosive would have went off because they he had planted them at the one one end of the building and at the front of the building and the one that went off and they're thinking that it was a faulty because of the alarm clock that the front of the building exploded and so all of the people that were in the back of the school building where the other explosives would have went off um it only it 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 only destroyed half the school I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, it, it destroyed half of the school. So all of the children that were in the school um, when the bombing took place, uh, they, you know, the graduating class would have, you know, would go on to graduate. But it, they went, they went to graduate at the new building. But then they destroyed it in the '70s. So all of the kids that have gra- had graduated in the brand new building. Um, they tore that one down too. I mean, so not only did they lose their original school housing, which was K through 12, um, then they built another school with middle school, high school, and all that. Have any of you girls ever been to that museum? No. No. And I've drove past Beth, you know, and every time I think, I wish I would set my, you know, set time aside. But um, it did say that um, you have to maybe make an appointment or most generally um, to get well, especially into the, it being in the middle well, school. You can't just walk in and right. Well, they now because of all of also a small community on. that it's probably not open to the public right. or may not have regular hours, you know. Right. So, like, well, if you're going to plan on coming, maybe, you know, make an appointment so somebody's there to be, you know, like open it up. Right, right there. Well, the school, it's it's in the middle school, and, the, and it did say that you can generally, um, appointments are generally necessary, and visitors usually are escorted by, by the school staff to go through um, what's there. But because of all of the stuff going on in the schools nowadays and all the bombings, um, you probably couldn't just walk in where before you could just probably- Um, I can guarantee you're not going to be able to just walk in. We haven't had another bombing. Yeah. But they they said that they do, they take um, anybody that goes during school hours um, through the museum while the kids are there. So- Okay, yeah. You know, which- which Again, it's probably has changed. It's yes, probably changed said. because, yeah. So, that's why they're, they're making another museum so that the general public can just come. Yeah, right. And right, they exactly. and they used to do that, so maybe that's what they're trying to get it away from the school because I'm assuming so. Right, right. Um, they don't want people just walking into the school or or, or saying they want to see the yeah, museum. There's a really interesting um, video of Irene. It's really her son giving the interview because she was old, but she was there, you know, explaining 
Right. Telling her side of the story. It's really interesting. I've seen it on TV. So did and it I was and I watched it and it was very interesting and it's so sad because yeah to be that young and and to have to you know but for the whole community that, sad for you're the seeing whole that more and more they have to right. live through that yeah because they lost like a whole generation of yes right. yes and it's not a big community to begin with no and no some of the families lost multiple kids or all their right. kids. So. Um, yes, in in the one of the articles that I was reading, um, the brother was, or they said that they lost their their son. I mean, they lost the daughter, the son. They, I mean, they they lost all of the kids. Some right. some lost all of their children. Or the only one. So she had. died um, a year ago. Yes, on May second. Yes, and so she died. Um, I feel like when you gave that story last time, she was still alive. Right. She was. Yeah. It was like the 95th anniversary. I was going to say, I think you gave this story last year in March. Right. Right. I think it was almost a year ago, exactly, because we were talking about the anniversary. anniversary. You know what? I I think I gave it um, in May because it was the anniversary is that been. the anniversaries in May? Yeah, May. It was, I thought it was, it was March. It was one of the in, in 95th no, it's in May. Or, oh. It would have been like 94th anniversary or something. Still, um, 114. That's, that's literally one of the oldest people in the world. Yeah. yeah. That's what it said. Yeah, it said she was one of the oldest, third, one of the third oldest in the world. In the US. Or in the United States. And then... um. She was the oldest in Michigan, living to live right. that long. So, yeah. But um, so hopefully, um, with all of the the fundraisers and the projects and and the meetings that go on, um, it will pass and go through. Because that that's right there. That's history of so many families that. You're talking talking 45 people and they said dozens of children that were injured that lived through it and then died, you know, at the hospital. Right, right. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, this is 1920s. I'm sure they didn't have like extensive surgery knowledge in Lansing, Michigan, you know. So even if these kids were coming in with what could possibly be survivable now, right. You know, they just didn't have the equipment or the capacity. Right. Right. And then some of them died like a year later because of um, a disease. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as it's probably just like the cancer, you know, New York city people, New York city have a, a, its own cancer basically because of 9-11. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, Hopefully, like I said, the museum will be up and in up and about, and um, they will get what they need to carry on the history and the knowledge that people. Because even with Irene being 114, the people that were still in that school as young children had to have lived through it. And they would be in their 
80s and 90s now? 90s for sure. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, I mean, for them, it, it would be, it would be something for them right. to know that they, they, they were important. And then, right. One, that like they, we talked about, you know, it's, it's clearly not an easy task to have the museum in a, in a middle school anymore. Like it's right. just not feasible with everything going on with how schools are run now. Um, so they need their own separate museum. They need their own separate building to allow the general public to come in at any time. Right. And anybody that moves into the, the local area that doesn't know anything about Bath or people that are just um, on vacations, there's so many places to visit here in Michigan that that would be one of the historical places that you know, that they could visit Greenfield Village, um, Henry Ford Museum, the Bath Museum, all of the waterfalls there. You know, you go up the coast, there's just Mackinac Island. You know, those are spots that people come to to see when they come to Michigan. And that should be one of the most important places, too, just like all of the other historical places like Mackinac Island and and the forts where you go to learn about Michigan's history Mm -hmm. yes yes exactly so I'm hoping and praying that it will and for the people that um this is their first time hearing about the bath shooting they will um, not a shooting bath bombing bath bombing I'm sorry bath bombing um that they will Look it up and, um, and go back to episode eight where we talked about it. I was going like, to say, yeah, oh. it was in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Episode didn't, eight. Um, I didn't know George what episode Santos go there. Wasn't he a, a classmate? What? Who are you talking about? George Santos. He's making a joke, Mom, about the Republican who lies about everything. Oh yeah, I'm sure he went to that school. Once he finds out that there was a bombing there, I'm sure he will have gone. Yeah, because then everything would have been destroyed. So, oh, golly. But don't make a joke about my bombing. That's <laughs> that's something to joke about. No, it's not. People lost their lives and their family, their children. Yep. Very tragic. Yes. Um. I, I don't even, I haven't even been to the park and I keep thinking I'm going to drive past the park. So we might have to do that as a field trip or something and go to that little park when the weather breaks. It's not very far. It's back mm-hmm. road. Educate the little ones. We should do a tour. Because that would be interesting to see. I can't really. Yeah, it we should shows, do a, it shows videos a, of touring um, Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it shows uh, the plaque. Um, yeah. And I, it, I don't know if it's got all of the names that it seems like I'd seen it on the um, computer when I was looking up and it showed that same thing. So in one point, I thought that it gave a list of everybody that died in the, in the somewhere in our, in the artifacts, it shows 
all of the names of the lost people. I'm sure there is a list somewhere. Yeah, and it's not not in this museum. No, I know, but like in a museum or somewhere. Yeah, George Santos, he probably went by a different name then. That's Jane. He still didn't catch it that time. (laughs) Yes, I know what. Um, I'm thinking about the the per, the the I think that plaque, that, I'm pretty sure that plaque is just a description about what happened. What I don't happened? Right. Yeah. yeah I don't, that I don't one is, but, names, but but I'm but sure there's, there's a list of the names. There is a plaque that has all yeah, of their sure. names on it in at, 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 in the articles because I I did read and it looked like it had all everybody that had lost their lives and so children that had lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Children and adults because children. he had killed his, I don't know if any, you know you remember um but in he had uh, his wife Kehoe's wife had cancer and or um not cancer um tuber- tuberculosis and she struggled for years and years and um he ended up putting her in the barn mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. he set it afire and so mm-hmm. she, they and- found her her charred body which her treatment and all the medical bills are was the reason that they were in such yes yes yeah yeah but um and it's it's sad that there should be a preface for this episode listen to episode eight yes first Mm -hmm. then listen to this one right right but this is a recap for the people that did it's a revisited Right. And and it's a good one because we need to stress that they do need that museum and anybody. Yeah. yeah. Especially. Yeah. I think I mean, all of our listeners they, need to, they need to I'm have sure that um, out of the hey, school what, buildings too. Just for guys, the safety of the kids. Girls look up real fast. If there's a, um, a donation site or something, mm-hmm. you know, like a GoFundMe or something for that. Well, that's the whole article sure there is. about fundraising, isn't it? Right. Right, right. The it, grandson trying to fundraise. Right. It's a fundraiser. There is a fundraiser underway for the new project to mark the 100th anniversary. Well, how would you donate to that? But it doesn't say where to donate. It oh. just says... Um, Here, let's see. Um, well, it says contact Mike Ellis. Or on Twitter. There's a Facebook group that the Bath School Museum. Oh. Um, and it looks like well, this was March 9th, they had a meeting, so this is a little old. But um, so Facebook group Bath School Museum. Um, I'm looking at the Lansing State Journal to see if there's anything in there. Yeah, because this one was just the um county news. And it said that they they were supposed to have a uh, meeting in fe- on February the twenty second, but then um, it was postponed. So that was um, February or March the 9th was when they had the meeting, but um, mine was in the paper on the fifth. So okay. Also. The Lansing, the Lansing State Journal does have um, some pictures too, uh, and there is a. It looks like a plaque on a stone 
that lists in memory of all who died. So it does list all the. Yeah, see, I can't see. Yeah, I think that. That's in the Lansing State Journal. Um, But right. I'm not seeing like a website on like this, a GoFundMe account this, or anything like that. So let me go. This right here is the plaque that has all other names on it. But then the other one was um, describing everything that went what what date it happened and the historical site saying right it's the um bath school disaster and it explains it so that was i just like, yeah mine was just short and sweet it was just a um a revisit and to bring um awareness of the fundraiser and the projects that will take place and I think I think that they have just kind of started planning I don't think yes a fundraising has actually been set which is why we're not finding it because all of, all I see is basically like you know the cost that they believe it's going to take and then yeah you know, doesn't look like they're going to yeah. try to do through fundraising so uh, a, a fundraising account has not been created yet yeah no, i cannot no. find anything either and their facebook page it does have some stuff but it looks like it's the bath school museum so it's not just about this bath bombing it's just the, the whole school district and yeah and, city as a whole um, yeah so yeah right and right. and they're just they're going to put in not only the bath bombing but the bath more artifacts yeah. about bath and the bath and yes yeah, so because it's, the bath school district is not just about the bombing too they right. have right. other good things right the too, new so. museum will have all artifacts yeah. but I do think it would be a great idea to get a museum out of the middle school building because just for the right. safety of the staff and students yes. Right. You know, and so people can go through it during the school days. And yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good idea to kind of have that separation. Right, exactly. Right. And I think that they've been trying to do that for years, but it's just not. Because mm -hmm. it's not smart to have that in, in, in the school area anyways. Right. Well, At good. the time, though, it was the largest um terrorist attack in the United States. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. it was. Yes, it was. And and, and to this to, to this day, it has been the largest, largest um, school massacre. Well yeah massacre. But, um it was the largest until um combine no Colorado um no you know, Tim McVeigh bombed that um government building in the Oklahoma um, City bombing Oklahoma City yeah. not Colorado <laughs> yeah but that wasn't a school that wasn't yeah this is yeah this is the largest that, that was the largest massacre um, in the United States yeah exactly yeah right until the and it was <laughs> it's to Oklahoma this day City. it's to this day still the largest school massacre school, school yeah massacre. yes yeah this in the United States yeah I want to say um it was a terrorist attack but it was what do you call it when it's in Domestic, domestic attack. Domestic, domestic, domestic terrorism. Largest domestic yeah. terrorist attack until Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which it's I feel like it's not talked about enough for being for one being of right. the kids. Yeah, I don't for, feel like, like having all known these. Enough. They didn't have the social media in the news that back then. No. they did. Even but Oklahoma, even when today, that we happened. everybody knows about the Oklahoma City bombing, and everybody knows about. You but know, I also think Columbine. that was that's something though too that because those happened in the nineties where they were. I remember I was a young kid, least, but like media. they were all over the TV. So right. like, was, um, with Bath, it was probably was, just the local news that covered it, and that's it. Well, they didn't even have news. Right, nineteen twenty-six. Right. It was yeah. Well, they they had. Um, well, I mean, the newspapers. The newspapers. Paper. You know, the, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. That was the the time when um, cable TV was big, like CNN right. and those. Right, right, those, right, right. Cover that relentless. Like, right, you know, right, right. It was right. a big story, but I do remember at that time. They kept bringing up Bath, and they did a lot of stories oh, really? on Bath because. Oh, of I don't remember that. Even, don't, yeah, even then, even yeah. then, like I remember, like 2020 did a series on it, and mm. you know, so it was talked about at that time. That's the first time I've ever heard of it, you know. But yeah. that was back in when Oklahoma bombed that building was bombed. Yeah. So. I feel like the first yeah, time I've ever heard about this was like a library book that was like Michigan Mysteries book that I found right. in the library. And I was like, oh, there's a bomb in here? Right. Well, I remember, yeah. again, when Oklahoma, they're, they're doing that. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's like right around the corner from here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I, I was shocked when I opened the newspaper and seen that and I thought oh that's what I'm going to do my thing on because there's new news there, there's hope an anniversary so. yeah okay all right anything else nope. nope I think that that's it so just Keep in mind all readers and our subscribers and viewers to uh, keep an eye out for the fundraiser. Yeah, and we can um, put that on our website when we come up, when we find one. Um, so people can find us, find that fundraising site on our website. Right, right. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep you in touch. Which is the family school of thought at gmail.com. It's not a website. That's an That's email address. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. It's not but, a website. You know. It's not something they go and find things on. We got like a Creed Bratton right here. Just open a Word document and it's www.creedbrattonthoughts.com. Uh -huh. <laughs> we we'll, we'll post podcast. about it, yeah, on Instagram. Anywhere there's podcast, look it up. Okay. <laughs> you can't Look up nope. information on podcasts. You can't look up a fundraiser a podcast talks about on podcasts. <laughs> Does All Alexa right. know? Uh, maybe. Maybe Alexa. Possibly. <laughs> All right. You'd be you on that dot com machine. <laughs> that dot com box. Just put www dot. Whatever, the, whatever this thing's called. <laughs> well, our website is the Family School of Thought. Correct. Yes. We don't have a website. I don't think we have a website. <laughs> we have a our email YouTube. address. Our email address to gmail.com. Yeah. Gmail yeah. 
Does that make sense, Chad? The difference between an email no, we and have a, a we website. Have a, we have a YouTube site. It's the, okay. Right? That's a YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. Go to our YouTube channel at the Family School of Thought. Yes, you can do that, and we uh, maybe I think we can post a link to. Yeah, the go. fundraiser doesn't exist, like, so I don't have a link to post to, but I can put a link once the fundraiser is available. Yeah, there we go. We Good finally job. get to our destination. Yes. Maybe you know what, Cass, just give them your your website, and they can go to your website to get a link to that. I don't have a website. <laughs> what would I have a website for? Just give them your phone number. Just say it out loud. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call yeah, yeah, yeah. Cass. Call Cass. Well, they already know where Here's you live because you said it about 15 times. So why don't they just show up to your house? And <laughs> just stop by. We'll tell you. We'll collect the money at the door. I shouldn't be making fun of mom and dad because a couple weeks ago I you showed them right where I lived. I mean, at least they didn't I cut, get out. Luckily, I cut that part out. They didn't see it. I didn't post that <laughs> to the video. So I saved us on that one. But You'll be editing. Saved you guys. My my dot was not there. You are the, such um, a good girl. Okay. All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks good for stopping night. in. Bye. Love you guys. See you next week. We'll see you next week. Push, bye-bye.